Welcome to the Monday, March 23rd episode of Joe and John with Mary Jo Tumert and John Paulette. Commentary on the news. Hello, this is John Paulette. And this is Mary Jo Tumert. And you're listening to Joe and John on news and comment of the day. And Mary, uh, it seems like things cannot get any more incredible, but then we find out that the Senate cannot agree on a recovery uh, recovery bill. What do you make of that? I mean, isn't it so hard to understand what's happening? McConnell's saying, yeah, we have a deal. Every, and all the Republicans are saying, we thought we had a deal. And then Nancy Pelosi came over and we didn't have a deal anymore. Well, and it's incredible. Uh, McConnell gave a speech on the floor not too terribly long ago. And he claims that the problem is that the Democrats are almost treating it like a, uh, an old style pork bill, loading it up with what he derisively uh, talks about as uh, wind, uh, environmental issues, other issues like that. Chuck Schumer follows him shortly after that and says that's not the problem at all. The problem is that uh, the Republicans want to give the president and Secretary Mnuchin uh, absolutely unbridled access to write these checks to whoever they want. Are you understanding it any differently than that? No, I think that's right. But I heard this morning someone say the problem is easy to solve because you set up a special master to manage those funds. So it isn't even the amount that the Democrats are really struggling with. It's that it's a slush fund. And the president isn't willing to say, I won't take any of that money for my personal business. All the things that just um, have created this, you know, fear is too strong word maybe, but distrust in this administration's ability to drain the swamp. The swamp's all over them. I have to tell you, I don't think fear is too strong a word for me. Certainly distrust. The, the track record on Republicans giving money to uh, corporations is not good. Uh, the president may have been very satisfied uh, yesterday that we had a cushion uh, from the uh, tax bill. I don't know quite who he thought had the cushion. Certainly, it's not the United States Treasury. But when we look back at that, we were told that this money was going to create jobs. It was going to help. Uh, middle-class workers. And in fact, nothing like that happened at all, as even the president seems to recognize now. Yeah, and I thought when you said a cushion, you know, first, well, maybe he thought, well, business has that cushion because we gave him the cushion in the tax cuts, but it's not what he meant. (laughs) So that was kind of amusing to me. Well, I think I assumed that he meant the same thing you said, Uh, that it was amusing because, of course, they did not keep uh, reserves. Uh, Instead, they increased shareholder value. What what do you think he did mean? I think he meant there was a cushion in the economy, meaning it helped the economy so much. So the losses, essentially what anyone in the stock market lost was what was gained over the last couple of years. 
and those gains wouldn't have existed but for the tax cuts. That's what well, I think he meant. Okay. I, and I, I actually, I think you're right, but I think it goes to the heart of one of the president's biggest misunderstandings. He thinks the stock market is the economy. And so gains in the stock market, perhaps that's a cushion there. They can, they can fall back. But as you and I know, that's not the economy. And that certainly is not the economy at the restaurant down the street for me. It's not the economy of people running businesses of their own. It's not even the economy of uh, uh, major corporations. The stock price does not tell you about the viability of operating that company. Right. So I think Trump has always kind of misunderstood that, which is a little bit amusing because he's never been a stock market guy. And he's a real yeah. estate guy. So maybe that's why he doesn't understand that. But I did hear Elizabeth Warren interviewed this morning. And of course, she's got a thousand plans. And I did think to myself, okay, Elizabeth, simplify this a little bit. But I think they're always with her. <laughs> there are things that she's saying that makes a lot of sense. And some of it is, if this is, you're going to give this kind of money, zero out student loan balances. Yeah. Great, great idea. Um, or at least put them on a hiatus for some amount of time. There's yeah. stuff to be done, but I think where the what the Democrats are hung up on, and rightfully so, and I agree with them, is you cannot give half a trillion dollars to Steve Mnuchin to spend. You can't. Yeah. One of the things they want to save is the cruise industry, and those companies don't pay any U.S. taxes. It would be like using taxpayer money to save Amazon. What an yeah. insult is that? And at the yeah. same time, they don't want to give any money to people they say don't pay taxes, which is people who are on the earned income tax bracket. And those are the poorest people where the food insecurity, the rents, all those issues are just, they're destroying these people's lives right before our eyes. And I have to tell you, I, I have really wondered why he talks about the cruise industry so much. Uh, is it because it's another kind of hospitality business like his? Is it because it's in the news? You know, you never really know why this achieves such top of mind for him. But it strikes me that it's also part of the focus that he seems to have and his administration seems to have on what effects this will have on the middle and the upper class in this country, the people who might go on cruise ships. We're mm. totally ignoring uh, those who are in really desperate conditions, uh, those who are homeless, uh, those who uh, live in places where there's a very, very strong density of people, those without medical care. Those are not the people going on cruise ships. Right. And, and so many of the industries that we think about saving are not affecting the average American. So much of what's happening, and I think this was one of Elizabeth Warren's points, is all these inequities that the Democrats have been talking about are just becoming in stark relief as the situation gets worse and worse and worse. So yes. you'd listen to, like I listened to all of the press, um, the presser yesterday and it's like they're talking about a whole different country, a whole different situation. You know, it's, it's, it's like um, cognitive dissonance about what's really happening on the ground 
and what they think is hit. What, you know, maybe it's just the president, but I suspect it's a bunch of those folks there. Um, and, but I don't know how much longer. I mean, one of the things that um, I heard today from one of my contacts is there's a lot of things that we haven't thought about. You know, you asked this question about the, um, you know, guns in the street kind of thing. But this is going to cause people like drug addicts, for example, who can't get their drugs and have to, how are they going to ultimately get the money to buy drugs? And does that cause an uptick in crime? Crime is down right now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, alcoholics, for example, right? One out of every eight Americans are alcoholics. You close down liquor stores, you say that's not essential, and people have to detox at home because they can't detox. There's a million and one of those things. I hope someone is thinking about those. Probably at the state level they are. But, you know, it concerns me. There's no federal thinking about how it affects these million and million little pieces, you know, the tiny little fires all over. Um, uh, you're exactly right. And I worry as well. Uh, right now I'm in Chicago, there's snow on the ground. But if we drag on a month, two months, uh, do we get to hot Chicago nights, hot Cleveland nights? Do we have people who are food desperate, uh, people who are out of work? And if so, do we have Uh, the potential of civil unrest. Listen, unfortunately, this time has gone way too quickly as it always does, and we're coming right up up to the end. Once again, folks, my name is John Paulette. Mary Jo Tumerit. And thank you so much for listening. We look forward to listening together with you again tomorrow. Bye.